All right, what is up, podcast? Welcome back to Paradise on Fire. It's only been two months, and I think we could maybe lie and pretend like we were like doing seasons, and this is the beginning of season two, and we just had a two-month break. Oh, that's what it was. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, we come back with new hair and, like, you know. Exactly. We, <laughs> we did it on purpose. So this is season two of Paradise on Fire. But actually, we were kind of just being bums, and we had a decent amount of stuff going on. So today, mostly kind of saying it's going to be like catch-up what the fuck's happened in the last two months and where we've been it's weird because we have we all have other social media accounts so everyone knows everything but go into more detail like, yeah, yeah but even your social media you're not very like obviously everyone's gonna know you won the olympia but like you don't like talk about your feelings on your social media yeah that's true your social media is very like to the point plus i don't really know him yet you you don't know what like his feelings for winning and stuff I mean, I know, but I don't. <laughs> Not in depth, in depth. Yeah, you guys haven't like. I mean, you weren't there, so I feel like you weren't like you know, like getting the actual yeah. emotional reaction. Yeah, I didn't get to see the the cry. <laughs> and yeah, so Matt's pit of the last two months is. Not making yeah. it to the NBA. Yeah. My, my pit <laughs> has been that just growing. Yeah, just growing and growing for not making it there. Oh. Um, so I guess I could start with my pit then. And <laughs> <laughs> so I about a week before a week before you guys went to Orlando, I started feeling like somewhat of headaches or something. And I just thought it was nothing. And so then I had one night I was I was I think I had just gotten to the gym and all of a sudden I got the worst migraine I think I could I've ever had. And I don't get migraines and I didn't even know that was a symptom of COVID. So I ended up getting this migraine. I couldn't really see. I couldn't really stand or anything like that. And then I just ended up going home. Uh, next morning, I woke up and I couldn't smell or taste anything. And migraine was still there. Still couldn't see. Uh, lights were bothering me. And then that's when I started literally getting every symptom you could think of, except for not like I was able to breathe. Okay, that was fine. But every other symptom they basically said, like, I just started getting like every hour after that. So I like as soon as I woke up and I couldn't smell or taste, I called up Chris and I was like, hey, man, um, I'm going to just tell you right now I might have COVID. So I was like, I got to go get tested and everything else. Because once I lost the taste, I'm like, that's not a good sign. So uh, I basically went and got tested, did not the rapid one, because the rapid one isn't that, I guess, accurate. So I went and got the other one. That took about three or four days. But by that time, I already knew I had it because I was on basically sleeping probably 16 hours out of the day for probably the first five days. And then probably by like day eight, I think the worst things probably was like my body not being able to regulate temperature. So like it would be like 80 degrees in the room I'm sitting in, but my body felt like it was like 30. So for like an hour to two hours straight, I just felt like chills that wouldn't go away. And then it would go directly to the opposite of just being super hot um but yeah I had that for about 10 days I think I had like one or two good days and then I fell fallen asleep got back up the next morning and I had vertigo so I had vertigo then probably for another three days meanwhile I still made I made sure to watch all of the the shows and everything I got the pre-judging and I got the the finals obviously but just not being able to be there and help you guys out and it would just suck because like both of you and Ian were doing it so to, like especially because you won and Ian got seventh. Like I know, like Ian must have been like in the clouds, like being seventh. And like was that was the, the best. Happiest, 
little kid ever. Yeah, like, like, and you could just tell, like, him going into there, like, it was like the Olympia from when he did it last time. Like, you could just tell he was, like, a kid in a candy shop, like, no stress, no pressure on him. And he went out there and, like, he just did it. And, you know, you did the same thing, especially what was good for me to see is even through all of it, like, you didn't have to deal with, like, the kidney stuff going into it with all the water retention and like just knowing that and like knowing you were in a good spot like it kind of like helped me just know that if I wasn't there like you were still okay with at least that stuff so that was my uh pit for not making it there <laughs> I have a question before we talk about like your like sad emotional like not being there for him which is so cute but like when you say you can't taste anything nothing when you put something in your mouth you just get the texture of the food. It's nothing. Nothing. Actually? Nothing. I like, can't even have them. Like, like, you, I, like, here's an example. So I had one day, someone said to have like apple cider vinegar. It was like an apple cider vinegar tea, but it was literally just like three-fourths apple cider vinegar in the cup. Okay. And they brought it over to me and they said like, hey, have this. And it was like lemon and something else and honey, but like, normally i hate apple cider vinegar like i can't stand it brought it over and i'm like what is this i couldn't smell what it was apple cider vinegar you can smell like 100 percent. and i started drinking as if it was just water and they're like they looked at me like they're like that's disgusting <laughs> and i was like what and they're like that's mostly just apple cider vinegar and i was like i got nothing i literally couldn't tell you what this was i'd, I'd be curious to take like a shot of vodka I don't think it like I did it the one day just to see because I was like maybe like alcohol I was trying anything I was like maybe alcohol would help anything and still then I had nothing Jesus (laughs) (laughs) just casually I did take a shot yeah but I was even I was trying to think of like what's like the thing that I could probably smell the most too and I was like I gotta go find who had weed and I was like I couldn't even smell weed like I was like that's just ridiculous what couldn't smell well and then like i wasn't hungry to bring in with like just because i was like tired all day and everything else but like as soon as i lost the taste and i like put anything in my mouth i lost my appetite even more because i just like just the texture of food alone is just gross apparently to me at least your body is not used to that no like like, with that plus covid i think i lost 20 to 25 pounds because i just wasn't eating and then I, it was hard to get water in. It was hard to get anything else in. So I then one day I was like, screw it. I'm not going to try and eat chicken and rice. I think I ordered Chick-fil-A on like day nine. And like by day nine, I couldn't taste the sandwich or fries, but I could taste a little bit of chocolate chip cookie that I got. <laughs> just, I just like, I need calories. And I'm like, that's my saving grace. So I had a cookie and I started tasting it there. But for like three or four days afterwards of getting somewhat of taste back, things didn't even taste like what they tasted like before. So like a banana, like I, it was probably the worst tasting food I've ever tasted after like trying to get my taste back. It was like, it tastes like I was literally eating like chemicals from in like dirt and stuff. It was so bad. Oh my God. That yeah. Is so strange. I would be scared. Well, I was just like, cause then you were hearing like all these horror stories of people that were going like six months without taste. And I was like, oh, I'm like, and I love food. So I was like, oh, this is not going to end well for me. And luckily it was only for about like 10 days of the smelling and the tasting. But I know some people that like came back to like the gym later on that had it before me and they were like three months in of no taste. That Even 10 days to me seems like a very long time. Well, you start thinking to yourself like this is never going to come back. Yeah. yeah. 100%. You would. You'd be like, yeah. I'm never going to be better. No. So that was, that was tough. 
I mean, I think like the COVID thing, like that was bad, just like with everything with the fever. Like my fever, I think that's like 103.6. And that was that was okay with all there. Like obviously you couldn't move much, but honestly, like the vertigo after was probably like the one where I had it like really bad where I couldn't even walk or stand or anything. So I think that one was more scary after the fact that it happened when I wasn't sure if it was like still related to it. But I think like the thing that bothered me the most was I had seen my parents for like one day, I guess when I had my headaches. So it was right before the migraine. So I must have given it to them at the same time on that one day. Or I must have given it to my dad because they both got tested and he was positive and my mom was negative. But she also got two rapid tests during the 14-day period, both showing negatives. But she had all the symptoms that my dad had. And then when she went to go get tested afterwards for antibodies, she had the antibodies, which means that she had it, but her test showed negative. So that was another weird thing. I think that's just the common theme. Yeah. This whole entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> unknown. Oh, uh, your parents are okay though, obviously. Yeah, my mom, hers was like the same thing as me. She had all the symptoms for 10 days and then she ended up getting vertigo too. My dad, while recovering, got pneumonia. So he had that for another like a week and a half after. Uh, so luckily he had no issues with breathing and he's had it before. So he kind of like knew, but like by day 14, he still had a fever. So we're like, it's definitely not like COVID anymore. Yeah. So he had, we had gone back to like the doctors to make sure if he was okay. And it kind of like felt weird. Cause like at the end of it, when mine was gone, I'm like, all right, I could like be around people who are sick. Like I can't get anything right now. Cause I think for like three, at least whatever they said for three months, like you have antibodies to not get it. So I was like, okay. Oh, like it felt like good to kind of just like move around normally. Relax. Yeah. I mean, after locking being locked in your house for that long, I feel like anything would probably feel good though. Well, just like going outside for a walk, like felt amazing. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because oh. like I was literally, I was like, I was just trying to like my back started to hurt so bad because you were in bed all day. So I would either like put, I would make like a floor bed to try and switch it up. I would do that. Yeah. I would anything I could do to like move. And even by like day seven, I was like, my back is destroyed. Like I can't even move. And then in my head, I'm like, I'm not eating. I'm getting smaller. And this is just awful. <laughs> that's just another beast. That yeah. Is. Like, that's just the mental part of it. Yeah. But and then, of course, like, I mean, I'm, I, I mean, I wanted to be obviously in Orlando. So that at the same time was sad. Yeah. Sad at the same time. So yeah, the um, timing couldn't have been much worse. No, it literally was like, I was thinking in my head, like of the nine months of COVID, like it literally was like the exact same time of the pushback Olympia, not even like the normal time Olympia, but the pushback one. But like, even like, I know I talked to you about it. And at the same time, I'm like, your parents were going to be there. Like you said, like, maybe go get another hotel. And I'm like, but your parents are going to be there. Our tickets would be in the same spot. Like, I wouldn't want to risk your parents getting sick, you know? Also just traveling and be around a lot. Of yeah. So I would just, cause I was at that point, I think I was at like the 14 day mark, but obviously like you could ask, I asked different doctors, different nurses, no one could give you like an actual time frame of, yeah. is it 10 days? You're not, you're not contagious 14. Some said it's like, you could test positive still for like 30 days after, but like, you're not contagious. So like no one was giving me like an actual real answer that you could use. Yeah. So but you guys had a good time. Do you have a peach or is your whole last month just... I mean, I guess my peach would just be that like everyone was okay. Like, especially my parents. <laughs> <Everyone does. laughs> yeah. Yes. So that was kind of like my biggest thing out of the whole thing. Um, I don't know. But other than that, everything has been pretty good, actually. No but complaints. Mexico looked yeah. fun. 
Me? Yeah, what are you going to say? I don't know. What Should are you I gonna go? Say? You go, yeah. You'll probably be long. Um, I mean, I was on here, I feel like, three weeks ago with Ian. Yeah. Um, my, p- my pit for the last three weeks is probably I had a hiccup with my renovation, which... Why is it so with your pit? Because it's very stressful. And it's also like, I think I've been really spoiled that it's been so easy. You know what I mean? Like people always say renovations are so hard. So then when everything goes good and then something goes bad, I'm like not mentally prepared for it. And like, it's the same cabinet people that made the mistakes. And it was just like, the cabinets came in the installer was there he's ready to put everything on the wall and like do his job and it should take him four hours and the cabinets were all the wrong colors the wrong pieces like broken and broken like all these the moving company missed half of my like shipment and left it at the warehouse and it's just like everything's so time sensitive so i have this installer there that i brought in from quebec and he's like oh i can't do anything because none of these pieces are right and then like, that's not the end of the world. But then when I contact my, my contact to fix this, there's like, they, there's nothing. It's just the same idiot with, that did the first mistake. That's just like, oh, well, I don't know what to say. And I'm like, this can't be real life. Like this actually cannot be real. So I mean, we figured it all out and I probably was more anxious than I should have been. Um, and my contractor is actually like not the cabinet guy, but the contractor that actually ripped out my walls and did everything. He's very good at problem solving. So even if he doesn't like have control, he can tell me what to do to like make sure it works yeah. and without charging me thousands of extra dollars. So I was so thankful for him. And then, I mean, my, my peach is probably that, well, I have two peaches. Cause one is that the kitchen is almost done. It should be done in like a week, which is nice to see the end of the tunnel, so to say. And then my other pit is that I started a prep diet two weeks ago and I'm like so happy about it. Like I did, I was scared that I had to start like weighing my food again and eating the same thing. And like, it actually feels really nice to do it. When was the last time you've weighed your food like that? Uh, before the Arnold. Oh wow! So like, no, Feb- March twenty nineteen. So like, were you anxious going into like? So like, I'm assuming Ian put the diet together for a couple days or like the day of, and was like, okay, you're starting it. We did it together the night okay. before. We always do it together because he if knows you- I won't follow it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he made a gift, she'd be like, no, change this. Too many meals, too much food. Um. So that obviously helps. Um. And I, I don't think I, I like was a bit worried. I was like, oh, what if like I do this and I start to like resent it? Like, what if I'm like all of a sudden like back in that place? But like that was, I'm not the type of person that like if I have those feelings, it like overcomes me and I like start to have like doom thoughts. So I had that a little bit. And then the next day when I like didn't have to think about what to eat or how much to eat or even going to the grocery store yeah. and it's like, it's just like you don't get to pick so just do it it was very comfortable yeah was it just like getting back to the routine was just felt like you again yeah it didn't feel hard it didn't feel forced 
and I didn't feel like anything was missing, you know? Yeah. Like you always have that fear too of like, oh, well, this is, I'm going to miss the freedom of choice of what to eat. I'm going to miss like being able to do whatever I want. And like, listen, I'm not saying when like eight o'clock rolls around, I'm like, fuck, I miss that I could used to be able to go eat like, you know, make a mug cake or something or eat cool with, but like, I mean, I'm having one cheat a week, so it's not like going seven days yeah. without and like controlling yourself is really that difficult. Did yeah. you feel in 2019 when you started prep that it was like, yes. you missed something of resentment, you were forcing it and didn't feel good? Yeah, or- when I started, I don't think I was ready to go back into prep in 2019 because I did the Olympia and then I had like, I don't know, two months off, September, well, you had the wedding in between there and everything. October, November. Okay, so like two and a half, three months. And then I started prep in December. You were prepping for a year, like a year before. Yeah, that. so yeah. when I started prep in 2019 for the Arnold, first of all, I knew Christmas was coming. I knew, and in my head, I knew that I didn't have the time to have Christmas. So right away, I was pissed. Right away, I was like, I can't do anything. Like my birthday, blah, 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 blah. And then... I just wasn't ready to go back to like such strict. I mean, there was probably a lot of things that like went into it, but yeah, when I started in 2019, there was something missing. When I started prep, I was like, oh, I don't want to do this because I can't do this. Whereas this year, I don't really have that emotion whatsoever. Did this year's like Olympia with Chris and Ian like light more of a fire for you? Um. Yeah, well, I mean, the fire was lit after I went yeah. to see Ian in New York. It was and, lit before the Olympia. Yeah, and then when I went to the Olympia, I was just like, it was, I was at the athletes meeting with Ian, and I went inside, and I was sitting, and I was just like, I was fucking like salivating at the mouth, let's be serious. Yeah. It was very like, I'm, I need to be here next year, there's no question about it. Yeah. Like, I like, I think I looked at Ian while I was sitting there and I was like, this is so special and I need to be back. And he was just like, you will. And like, it just feels like, right. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I'm very thankful that it feels so like I don't have a choice in the matter. Yeah. Do you think like with the shows kind of being pushed back this year, like you, you feel even better about the situation for this year? Yes. Like you said, because you kind of can plan it around. Like you said, you still get your holidays and everything else, but you can still do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think I would have, I would have done that either way, but um, there's all, I'm, I'm doing something else too, which is, uh, I won't share right now. I'll share eventually, but I'm doing something else that I need that extra time yeah. anyways. So everything's just unfolding very nicely, to be honest. And I think, I think that's a combination of like my positive attitude, as well as my like mindset in terms of being able to pivot and like do anything that I need to do and change anything that I need to change and know that everything is going to unfold properly anyways. So yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell right now. Christopher. Does that mean that? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't need questions towards me to get this really going. But... Yeah, because I feel like there's almost too much for you yeah. right now for you to like talk, you know? Yeah, I mean, my pitch would be probably that I won the Olympia again. 
and heard that and still come out of Bob Chicarello's voice. It's pretty good. With a pip, I mean, my PJ probably more so that not that I want it, but just like how it felt. Like I feel like at like five days out or something, that would have like that's the feeling I had was like my peach, where I was like posing in the mirror with like Ian and checking in in Orlando, and like I looked so much fucking better than I had the year before, and I was like healthy and my prep had gone well, and I just like sat there and realized like I I did it, and it wasn't fucking like stressful unhealthy like fighting my body it was just like went how it meant to be so like before I even stepped on stage I was like good I was like this is I did it I was done I was ready I, there was I can't remember there's one specific video I had where I, like my glutes were in my back looked fucking twice as high as it had the year before and I was like holy shit like I, I don't even know what this is gonna look like on stage but like I'm fired up about this already so that was was that before or after the weigh-in before yeah. Yeah. I wasn't stressed about the weigh-in. <laughs> you were. I was very stressed about the weigh-in. Well, did they tell you like what you thought you would have to weigh for that or no? Well, I keep assuming I'm under six one, but yeah. the last two years they headed me in at six one and a half. Yeah. So But that's like written in. in written in stone now. I mean, I've made a post, I did it, and a couple of other people said in an interview, so I'm hoping it's like out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, when I, when I weighed myself in, I wore my hoodie and my pants and I had my phone and I just didn't give a shit because I knew I had 10 extra pounds to spare and I wanted to like stay hidden. And then actually JM Manion, <laughs> I'm walking, I'm walking away from the weigh-in. Everyone else had to take their shirt off and like pose and hit front double bicep. And I was the very last person to weigh in because I was the champ. And I'm walking away, I get my hoodie on and like everyone else because I knew I made weight. And then JM's like, Chris, get back here. Take off your shirt. We got to get your picture. And then a bunch, a lot of other people, normally people just leave, but a bunch of people hung around at the other competitors. They're all just like, and they all like look over. I'm like, fuck, people are watching. But I took it off and I heard some of the judges' faces were like, fuck, he looks good. Like, so like, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad thing, but I was hoping to stay a little hidden. But it was a funny moment there. You think you think you fucked with the head their heads a little bit? The other competitors walking with just a full on hoodie, like everything's still in your pocket, and just stepping I, I on think the a little bit, yeah. Because everyone's stripping down, making sure they make weight, complaining, like feeling like they're dying, and I'm just there, like fully clothed, not giving a shit. Step on there, I got ten more pounds. To but like, do, what do you think that feels like? Like you're like the like you're the champ from last year, and now you show up and like you pull that shit. And so, <laughs> do you think like in their head they're like, fuck, like what did he do? Like, and then at the end of the day, I mean. I mean, you were number one last year and still made, you know, crazy improvements like all around. So, I mean, to do that, I think was even bigger, but like you backed up what you were going to do, you know? Yeah, I think that was like the craziest shock because like 2019, it was like, I felt like such a lesser version of myself. Like I wasn't complete. I didn't feel, I was happy, obviously, and it was amazing to win, but it was like, it wasn't me on stage. It wasn't like what I was meant to display. And then to come back this year and do it and to like, finally have that and to have like the perfect score on the scorecard and feel like I kind of bridged a slight gap between the rest of the competitor rather than like a close battle it I was like finally like holy fuck like a little more confidence cockiness maybe in me that like I've never really had before because I, I never let myself get in my head people telling me like oh you're gonna win like you got this I'm like no no I can't I can't listen to that until it happens and now I'm like okay like I still got to fucking work for it, but I can like believe it more now and it feels good. Did you have any uh, words with your buddy Brian afterwards? I, not really, no. He, I spoke to him briefly on stage, but after that we didn't really talk, but 
I could tell he was obviously pretty upset that he got third. He wasn't expecting that. I wasn't even expecting that. Yeah. But I think he handled it pretty well. And he was rightfully upset. And he's saying he's coming back for another another attempt at classic, but maybe he'll be moving to 212 after next year. So we'll see. I mean, you can't discredit Terrence either, though. I mean, he just like if if he was taller, if he was like three inches taller, I mean <laughs> yeah, I'd be in trouble. If he yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. think he means like he was rightfully upset because like he didn't deserve third. I think it's just like the, well, just, the... yeah, like he's, he's a dream. Oh, he's coming for one. Yeah. Athlete and he didn't place where he wanted to be. You're going to be pissed. You should be. Yeah. I don't Otherwise think, you don't care enough. I think like it's, it's become almost this like thing that you're not supposed to say you're upset with your placing. Yeah. But like you being disappointed or upset with your placing, isn't you saying like, I deserved more or blah blah yeah. blah. That's just like part of like not getting what you worked so hard for. You need to let yourself be disappointed and then like pick yourself up and yeah. try again or try something else, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Use it as fuel or move on. Yeah, but like there is a lot of like I truly believe that you can be thankful and happy and grateful and still be disappointed at the same time. And yeah. I think when you try to like not be one then it just like fucks up with the other you know do you think i mean not necessarily him but maybe some like i know i don't know if there was too much this year but like last year when he had like the other people outside voices do you think that kind of is what created a little bit more of what it was like with him not necessarily being disappointed but like kind of coming into this year trying to talk a little bit more and everything else do you think that was outside perspective that was coming into his head or do you think like he was doing it for other reasons you mean how loud he was coming into the show? Yeah, like he was just like, you know, I'm I'm this, I'm that, whatever. He kept trying to point out Chris's weaknesses and stuff. But like, obviously, Chris showed up and, you know, proved him wrong in all of those aspects. Do you think? I mean, like, again, he you did. you want to answer why you think he did that? I mean, I think he just believes it's true. I think he thinks he's, he said in the press conference, I believe I have a superior physique to Chris. He said something like that. And I think that's what he believes. But you would, I mean, you would believe I mean, the same probably, thing. You probably yeah, so you, yeah. I, I, I understand that. But I think like, and what I heard in your question, Matt, is like, why do you have to, why, why do you have to be so loud about it going yeah. into it? Like, is it like an insecurity? Like, say someone for you, like you kind of just tuned everything else out. It was just kind of like, I'm going to work on me. And I mean, you'll, you'll throw your subtle, like one liner, just word in there, but it was nothing really more of like, like it didn't you would say it and then it was off your mind in 10 seconds. Like you didn't think about anything else afterwards, you know, you just went back to your prep and your thing. Do you think like that was just something that was in his head because of outside people? Or do you think that was truly like an insecurity thing? Or would it be both? <laughs> oh, I said it could be both. Yeah. If it's in his head because of other people. So making him kind of insecure feeling like he had something to prove to other people. Like he had to like, like I, I believe that if I showed up at my best, I was gonna win. I was focusing on me, but he, if he didn't really fully believe that, he had to like convince people by saying yeah. it. I, I think, and like I observed, I mean you especially a lot in this prep because I was almost fascinated by how you handled it. But like, I don't, I don't know if it's. I think it's like a self knowledge thing or like an introspective thing. I don't know if Brayon like knows himself or what he needs to be successful as much as Christopher does. 
Because like, if you're going to like actually take control of your entire life and your outcome and your, your day or whatever, day by day, every day, as Christopher did for this prep, you're not going to even be thinking about things like that for them to come out of your mouth, let alone almost every time that you're, I mean, being presented on social media. Yeah. It's not an effort for Christopher not to do that because he actually doesn't think about that. Yeah. And I think every ounce of energy that you're going to waste on thinking about someone else or thinking that you are superior to others or whatever in comparison and it's just taking away from you focusing on you and what you can control and what you're doing and i think you day over day after day and every day was a new day you were only focusing on that yeah i mean and that was probably my uh, one of my biggest transitions this year and was a hard transition in competing at a more of elite level because when you're competing at amateur shows and you don't know who's showing up or going to a pro show you don't know who's going to be there everyone's looking different year you're like changing trying to get to the top trying to get up there there's no like rivalries or like direct comparisons continuously to someone specific every year after year no. so you're not thinking about you might like be like this cat's competing okay but like it's not like every year it's me and Brianna, me and Brianna, me and Brianna. there's not that direct comparison and in the past it was always like i was second to Brianna, so i gotta beat Brian. and i felt like that and i was like i gotta beat Brian this year and then after beating him last year it was it wasn't even beating him last year that changed it. It was more my mindset over the year that changed. And like, I started to see outside of bodybuilding, the, the changes in my life that could come from the relationships with other people or anything from just making myself better rather than trying to like involve anything other than myself. And when that played into the Olympia this year, like you said, I literally, people had interviews with me and they'd ask me about like Brianna or something. And it was hard for me to answer because I didn't see him on social media. He wasn't in my brain. No one was. And it was just like, I was like, uh, I don't even know what, what he looks like right now or what's going on with him, but I know I look good right now and I feel good. And that's all that mattered. And I kept feeling better every day, partly because of that and everything else going on. But that definitely was really cool. And even to the point of on stage, when I was up there and I was getting ready and I was backstage and everything, I literally didn't even know who was beside me. Like, if you would ask me, like, who's coming second, I'd probably be like, well, probably Brianna, because he always is. Who's yeah. third? I'd be like, I, I don't know. I didn't even realize when they were moving around on stage. I remember they put me in the middle, and I was hitting my poses, and it was like I was alone up there. And that was a really cool feeling. And it was the most present I've ever been on stage ever in my life. Like, I remember a few times even standing there and, like, looking at the lights and, like, looking around and being like, holy fuck, like, I feel good right now. Normally, I'm just, like, post hit this do that like trying not to think i was just like calm i was like fuck this feels good and that that felt amazing too and the difference of not worrying about the person beside you i think displayed in my confidence on stage and how it presented my posing and everything well and, and how you spoke after too yeah that's i guess the, how i spoke after thing. yeah you know what i mean like when you see people that are like in such a high stress whether it's good stress or bad stress he just got announced that he won yeah. and he hadn't prepared a speech right no no you hadn't even thought about that and then all of a sudden you're able to speak so eloquently and like <laughs> shocking i mean i got i got a lot of people that reach out to me to say like i didn't know like even from the press conference to what you said afterwards they were saying like you know that was pretty like they didn't know number one that you spoke that way but at the same time like the way you present yourself to everyone else in that like moment was pretty cool to see 
I've and- been his sister since the day he was born. <laughs> I was in fucking shock. Listen, I'm so happy you won and your body looks so good. But the moment when I was listening to him like speak after he was announced a winner, I start, I didn't cry until that moment. Yeah. And I just started crying because I was like, who is this man? Yeah. Like, who is this person that is like giving me good I don't even compete in classic physique and he's yeah. like literally making me want to and <laughs> it's it was not there was no effort for him to convince anybody of anything it was yeah. literally just him like coming out so powerfully and naturally in his in his words and I, I was I was fucking I looked at my mom and I was like who the fuck is that <laughs> like it was so powerful and like we all knew it was there but like there's always these little things that like all of a sudden click and then it comes it comes out it was yeah. just fascinating yeah. it was it was really like I, I had the goosebumps and then when you essentially you didn't come out and say it but you basically called Shaq fat that was where <laughs> you- <laughs> the whole crowd was like oh like, oh shit <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though he dm'd courtney after because they took a picture together and he's like i love your boyfriend he's so awesome yeah he, <laughs> That's cool. he actually did I can that. as soon as you said it, i was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i let that slip out like shit that's like one of those things where you're like Ey. yeah it was just like one of those subtle things you would do with like your friend and stuff but when it's shack you're like ah oh, he's seven foot one <laughs> <laughs> he's four, he'll kill you yeah oh yeah. But yeah, I haven't even really thought about what brought that out of me, but you're right. It was like actually living it and being able to communicate like how, like I actually felt like that. It wasn't like, okay, what do I need to say to like sound like a certain way? It's like, this is just how I feel. Just talk. And I haven't really been able to speak like that publicly, which I'm horrible at public speaking. That's why that was one of my proudest moments because I was like, what the fuck? Cause I can't talk in front of crowds. I get awkward. I stutter. My list gets worse. So when that came out, I was just like, fuck, like I was just living. That's how I was like actually being before. And I was able to like present it into words, which was really cool. And you said something else there of like people and nerves of whether they're excited or like nervous or like, just like, like intense. And I feel like my mindset will always before going on stage was like, listen to intense music, jack yourself up, like get really intense, like get fired up, you know, like when you're driving to the gym, you're listening to intense music. And like, that just is such a fleeting energy to have. And it can just like go like that. And it's, it's never going to last. And then this year it was more of like, just calm. Like it was just like chill in the moment. I wasn't like trying to jack myself up. And it wasn't like, my quote last year was, if you're nervous, imagine how the fuck they feel knowing they have they have to go against you. And I remember that like giving me chills and being so powerful. But this year I was just like, I didn't feel like there was anyone going up against me. I didn't feel like the nerves that I had to shut down. It was just like kind of chilling out there. And it was oh, just different. It was fun. It's something, I mean, I don't, I've heard for like, I don't know, the last 10 years of my life, like, focus on you and like you are in charge of your reaction and all the like I've heard that I've spoken it I've thought I knew what it meant I believed it and I feel like over the last like month I actually kind of started to actually understand what it means and it's uh you wouldn't say something like that because they don't matter yeah like that's not even and it's not that 
it's not rude. It's not like I'm better than them. They don't matter. It's just like, no, I'm focusing on what I can control. And something like that doesn't change me, doesn't change how I react, doesn't change how I perform. So why am I going to even be thinking about that right now? Yeah. And like, I feel like listening to jacked up music before, I mean, I understand going to the gym because like you probably need energy, but like, I feel like there's too much energy almost when you get on stage and you're nervous. Yeah. So like to, yeah. to amplify that, I, I don't know. I can't do that. I, I'm usually fucking meditating with nothing in my ears backstage. Cause I'm like, I can't. Uh, I, I had still have music on, but that was just when no one talked to me and it was more like quiet, just like chill or just like music. like drake vibe really yeah. like, like yeah. chill you know i can't even talk to people i probably like seem like a bitch backstage but like i have to <sighs> i just have to not nothing you know were you really, i had a really cool moment backstage too we were they were lining us all up and they bring everyone out in your order of your numbers and some guy missed his point at the beginning number six or something and then i was 24 and i was going last because i was the champ and then they put him behind me and because he missed his spot and I'm like second last now and I'm like standing there I'm not really sitting normally and I never speak up I'm always just like okay but I looked at the guy I was like aren't I supposed to be going last like why is this guy behind me and they're like oh he misses mark do you want to go last I was like yeah and they're like okay you're you're the champ you can do whatever the fuck you want and I was like fuck yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> And then and as soon as he said that, I, I just like walked out of line and I just went back <laughs> to the mirror and they were like, everyone get in line, everyone go. And then like, Chris, you got five more minutes. And I was just like posing in front of the mirror, just like chilling by myself, walking in with everyone else to line up. And I just like was like in my zone over there. And it just felt like I was like, and people, I could see people like I glance over and they were like looking at me doing it. And I was just like in my own world over there. And it, just, it felt like kind of just separate. I, I feel cool, like but... you deserve that last that last spot. Like for so them to like put someone yeah. behind you, like you've already worked for it. You're the champ. Like for someone to then come out after you, I feel it was not like a slap. And I, I don't think they meant anything by it. No, it was an accident. It. They weren't even yeah. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why not. Normally, like me, I'm just like unspoken. I'll just be like, okay, I don't care. Yeah. This year I was like, fuck it. I want to go last. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the point. It's like the answer is you can do whatever the fuck yeah. you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's when you start to be like, yeah, I can. It's like, oh shit. And I will. <laughs> <laughs> so how is it with you guys? I know, I mean, I pretty much know, but for everybody else, how is it with you and Ian competing that weekend? It was easy. It was good. I feel like we were it was lucky that we were I'm not lucky we earned it we worked for it but we were on very similar like wavelengths our energy was both high like I was feeling better than I had in a long time and everything was going smooth and Ian was feeling better than he had in ever ever <laughs> in forever and looking the best ever and like we were both so chill we were just like napping on the couch I'd be like yo what do you want me to eat He'd be like oh I'll make this eat that you know it wasn't like there was no, he wasn't stressing about his shit and I wasn't stressing about my shit. So we were just like chilling. Yeah. And I keep joking that Melissa and Courtney were 10 times more stressed than me. <laughs> it was probably 20 times more stressed, but it, we were actually just like in the zone and enjoying it. So it was, it made it easier and it made it a lot more fun to have somebody who you could like share that with and who like really kind of understood how you were feeling because you're not like just alone in it. So it was good. And he was the other calm head. <laughs> funny enough the other calm head in the house that you were like able to vibe with when you were trying to stay calm yourself yeah. so it was really good and people are like is it hard for ian to coach and fucking do that but like 
he just tells me what to eat and then get while he's eating and then I make my food after him and then we pose in the mirror at the same time and he sees how I look in person which makes it easier and we go for it but I feel like it's almost though like better for Ian too because then there's no thinking about him like it almost is better that he's not even thinking about himself in the in the moment right like, well, he has a think? coach too, though, right? No, but I'm yeah. saying like for that instance, like, so like he'll listen to his coach and instead of like, I don't know if he ever second guesses anything, instead of doing those things or like stressing out, he's just thinking, oh, this is what I need for Chris to do. So he's like, at the same time, that that time that's being like, to fill that void that he's like, whatever, it's all focused on Chris. So there's really nothing to stress out about, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I just know that he doesn't feel any type of burden in yeah. being that for yeah. Christopher. So like when people say like, isn't it hard? He's just like, well, no. Cause like that's, there's nothing that takes away whether I'm competing or not. There's nothing that takes away from my like quality of life or my mindset yeah. by coaching him. And like, I mean, Ian is like next level with his like mental clarity and like all these things like being present and like not being affected by others like Ian is very like a master at that so like even if Christopher was stressed out for example like Ian's very good like almost to a point where you think he's like doesn't really give a shit because he's very good at like being fine when other people are stressed so if if you were to ask Ian that question, he just wouldn't even know how to answer. He'd be yeah. like, "I like doing it now. Like, what? It's just it's nothing. <laughs> it's always it's nothing. Like, that's just what it is." What was his biggest high after pre-judging after finals? When he he went backstage and when they told him he was seventh for sure. Yeah, yeah. When he finally because they didn't tell him on stage or after. Yeah. Which like they need to change next year. They need to call the top ten. That's what I didn't it's understand why they didn't just like do list that. it quick and then be like, okay, now we're gonna call it the top five. Yeah, yeah. They they have before, no? That's what I thought. They used to do that. I thought this year was like the one. I thought they did it the year before, but I don't, they didn't do it this year. It's not just him who cares. It's like people watching want to know. Yeah, it's like especially for the open. I feel like the top ten, like people are very curious. So I think when he <clears throat> afterwards, he was he was so happy for sure. And uh, he was like, I want to know like what place I came. And then someone told him to just go backstage and ask. And he disappeared for a bit. I think he went with Julian or something. And then he came back and he was just like fucking like vibing. Like it's glowing, <laughs> like walked up. And he was just like, I came seventh. And it was just like, he's such like a little kid when he gets this like joy, you know what yeah. I mean? And like, for sure he was, for the rest of that night, you couldn't, you could have like, you could have ran over his foot and he would still be like, I'm so happy, you know? Like, he was just so on top of the world. You know, I thought they used to do, like, top 10 or top 12 or something. Wasn't that the case? Then they have it all called out? And this year was just, what, top six? I thought it was always top 10. Like, they all get prize money. Like, they're all, it's like a big deal, you know what That's I mean? That's what I mean, exactly. So you thought they would have at least done top 10? I don't 10. think they've ever called them on stage, but I think they might have just said it, their name. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I said I remember they the only can line up five people, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was but I thought it was like six because the old rules used to state like six top, top six was qualified for the next year's Olympia. They 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 announced top six, I think. Oh, okay. Right. I think they said a key. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I could be wrong. 
was he and then afterwards did did he eat anything off or not really did he just kind of stick with it (laughs) oh did he the whole time after in orlando he went in in really mexico he went in he we get to mexico there's like bottles in the in our room you know what i mean in the little kitchenette he just like takes down the vodka he's like shots and he's like takes five in a row i'm like (laughs) where is my husband like what he was partied he was so happy he was like it was amazing but i'm sure like i'm sure it like didn't affect his even body at all afterwards he probably looked better almost too after that i couldn't imagine like he posted that picture of him posing by the pool or something like what were the looks that you guys like him specifically were getting around the resort <laughs> i didn't really notice you didn't no i did but i was walking i was walking around in a my double XL Olympia yeah. hat and glasses. And then he was walking around in short shorts and no shirt and gold fucking <laughs> aviators. So he's like walking by the pool. At first people were just like, what the fuck? They're like, yo, look at this guy. Like not quiet. People, some people like drunk by the pool. Yeah, everyone's yeah. drunk at 11 a.m. And then like the next day you're walking by like, there he is again. That's the big guy. <laughs> like shit like that. <laughs> it was like, everyone was just like, holy fuck when you walk by. It was pretty fucking. And I, but I, I looked for it. Most of the dozen. Yeah. I'll like be 10 feet back and I'll like see someone look and I'll be like, oh, I want to see the reaction. Yeah. And I'll like wait for it. So I find that hilarious. Did you get any of those? Or not? Like you said, you were probably wearing your hoodie most of the time. Or... I did a, I did no, a little bit. Did. Especially when they were walking around with their shirts off together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a funny combo to see. <laughs> I mean, you don't well, see it. By the end of the week, like I was telling everyone that like they won. You know what I mean? I didn't. I didn't. I would say like Ian is seventh in the world and Christopher won. And then eventually, the people that work there must have talked to each other and like either Instagrammed him or someone knew who he was. And then like they all knew he was like champion. You know? Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah. champion. <laughs> 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 the breakfast buffet. Some lady asking for. Yeah, but before I don't know if you knew I was before too nervous or probably just googled me after they heard our names or something. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Oh my god. You know about the what's we call it special big man service? Oh yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big man specialty or whatever when you're at places like a resort or something or even restaurants wherever you get like a special service if you're really jacked and you gotta be nice too, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And like. Just nice and happy and smiling, talking to people, but you're like big and different. So they're like, "Oh, you hungry? We give you double service. More food, <laughs> more, food, more, food. more <laughs> drinks, more everything you need help. What do you need?" You know? Yeah, every morning for the <laughs> omelet, it was like big omelet. Yeah, like, can I get an omelet? <laughs> Everyone else comes out like this. Ian's is like four <laughs> times the size. What was the best food there that you guys had? Oh my god, oh, that's hard. It was all. It was like eight restaurants, and they were all like themed different parts of the yeah. world almost like there was like asian yeah, french different types of food. mexican what's well, the indian a uh, bunch of shit mediterranean i, I mean we left was. the resort one night and went to a restaurant oh, yeah. called tora in like downtown cancun and yeah. that the food was it was sushi but like it was ridiculous the yes. service was ridiculous the, the desserts were stupid but like all the food was very good i don't think there was one thing that like I was like, ew. Yeah. Yeah. There's something for everyone. I was like the fanciest sushi I'd ever been to. Yes, for sure. Fanciest probably anything I've ever been to. Yeah, with the like there was like a one waiter, probably no three waiters per table, would you say? There was probably at least enough for one table like 
a different waiter for every single table. Yeah. Like there were so many waiters there. Wow. It was crazy. The, yeah. the service was like impeccable. You'd like sip your drink and it'd be empty and someone would be like, another one? And you're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I just finished, but. They had, yeah, they had multiple managers that were for each. Really? Like three managers for three sections. So they'd come and make sure everything's okay. And then the servers are all there too. It was wild. Yeah, that was a good night. I gotta ask back to the Olympia. Um, you took some pictures with Rami afterwards. How did it feel next to him? I think the best part was your reaction. Like all you could do was laugh in that one video. Oh, it fucking killed me. You can't not laugh when you're with yeah. him. He's yeah, he's so jolly and happy. Oh my god, he's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally planned that out. The day before they asked, asked me to shoot, and they were like, Oh, well, Rami's supposed to go before you, but he's always late. So like we'll say 12 but it might be one it might be two and i was like okay i was like well can i show up early and see rami and they're like yeah for sure the next morning like yeah rami's nowhere to be found do you want to just shoot in the morning i was like sure i guess i can see him and then we were there and then like hey he's coming in 30 minutes and i'm like fuck it i'm just gonna sit here and wait 30 minutes i don't want to miss this and they were all working out so i just chilled and waited yeah and then he showed up and it's just like she comes in with a big grin, slowly walking and talking to everyone, like four hours late for his shoot, doesn't care, but just so happy. And then they were asked, it's like, hey, Rem, you want to get some shots with Chris? He's like, yeah, Chris, how are you? Classic physique. Yeah, like, what? Let's <laughs> be great English, but just so nice and happy. And then we were hitting poses and it was, I didn't, I mean, it's just funny being beside him. I'm, I'm used to being beside someone huge because he doesn't look drastic drastically different from Ian in my opinion mm. no like, when you see him in person he's not that much bigger than Ian but then when we hit like an ass and hit a most muscular and like I always make this intense face when I do it on stage so we were doing it at him and he just immediately he doesn't even smile or laugh at this point he's like okay yeah he's like makes his ugly face and just starts flexing <laughs> for me. and I literally started like crying laughing because it was so funny and he's just like oh, oh, oh it's a deep laugh he has like a lot of control over his like like um like reactions i feel you know what i mean yeah like, like go from laughing to just yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i can't do that at all no he, you just show it all he's so genuine though like even when he walked in the gym and he was meeting people i was watching it and it was like i was i was like watching from like i think i was on the stairs or something and i'm watching him like take pictures and say hello and i was like beaming smiling because he's just yeah. so like genuinely sweet it was it like I don't know I was shocked yeah it's something it's hard to explain but like when we were at the press conference the day after the Olympia Superstar Seminar or whatever he was like talking about his story and how like difficult his journey had been all year but like he didn't have a home for six months he moved from country to country couldn't see his family for four months because of COVID and how more difficult it was in the Middle East and everything and he was just like the way he was talking it's just like it's something you can't fake he was just so genuinely grateful and like yeah honored and happy and then just like the way he spoke about everything just so kind and humble you're like holy you're just like so happy for him you're like so happy that he was the one who got it yeah, yeah it's like this word that like I find like I feel a lot with like people especially in like North America it's like entitlement I feel like he wouldn't you think of that word and like it doesn't even that word isn't even English when it comes to him like yeah. it doesn't yeah. exist you know and like that's just in all of his interactions, it's like, you can tell. It's like, I don't know. 
I mean, well, he went he went home, right? And they had like a parade and everything for him. Yeah. Yeah. For a fucking parade. I mean, that was like their World Series or like NBA Finals, like anything. It's yeah. like I can't even imagine. Like, and like, is he someone who like he just soaks that all in, like you said, right? He's not really like. I mean, I mean, like you said, it's not entitlement. It's just more of like he's just so generally happy to like have people. That would never go to his head for to mean anything more than it actually does, yeah. and he's just so gracious for what it actually does mean. You know what I mean? It's like, it's weird. Like, how was yeah. how was it after the show? Was it like anybody can walk up to you? Like I didn't know oh what. Oh my god, <laughs> that was uh, that was a stressful time. <laughs> so they just I, there was I, no like, security. I, there was no security. There was none. And like backstage, mom, mama lost her shit a bit. I like lost my shit. I swear to God, I was like, I had, I had to leave because I was like, I'm gonna yeah. be people. Ian and Christopher walked out, and like Ian's one thing, but Christopher is like a whole another beast at this yeah. point. And people are waiting, and then you you walk out, and like all of a sudden, people like huge swarm just starts to like slowly creep in, slowly creep in, slowly creep in. No one's and listen. I'm not really. I don't. I shouldn't talk about this at all. But I'm not really like a COVID scared person. Like that's not who I am. But yeah. all of a sudden, I was. No one's wearing masks. No, yeah. nothing. And there's like a massive group of people, and we're in Orlando. I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" And of course, my husband just starts no masks, <laughs> smiling. Yeah, take a photo, touching people like so happy. Like he yeah. wants to, and I think Christopher looked at me and he was, and I said to Ian, I'm like, no, we're not doing this. We're going. And Christopher looked at me and was like, let him soak it in. Let him soak it in. And I, I was like, you know what? Okay. You're right. And I just looked at Ian and I'm like, think about how many people you're touching right now, how many people are breathing on you. And we are still in Florida. Yeah. And then he kind of like looked at me and I was like, I'm going to go. And then I walked and then like two seconds later, I just felt like Ian's hands. I think I had a backpack on or something or my shoulders and Ian's hands were on my shoulders. He's like, just leave me out. I don't want to, I don't want to like, yeah, yeah. cause there was no security, no nothing. And no one was, you didn't have to wear a mask. Yeah. It was like, she's not underplaying it. It was like 5,000 people. Like you couldn't see the exit. You were in like a fucking convention center and you just couldn't even see beyond people. Ian it was like walking into the Arnold Expo and then everyone's just looking at you and running it. Yeah. It wasn't even like, so it wasn't even like at the Olympic in Vegas where like you're already outside. Like, and you oh, we were inside. No, we, we were backstage at first and people started coming backstage. Wow. Like where the athletes only are. Yeah, yeah. Because there was no one stopping them. And by the time we got out of there, it was just like swarm. Like and you like, couldn't even get into a car and just drive. Like you were just kind of stuck. There was a long ass. You have to walk through the whole convention center. Two more rooms downstairs, across a bridge, and then you're out to the hotel. Know, and yeah, the I thing know. is, like, you can't fault anybody because, like, how fast they had to put this show together. Oh. Like, you know what I mean? But like, I mean, I I left Ian and I left Christopher and Courtney, and I think mom and dad. And I just hit. I had a leather jacket on. I put Ian's head under my leather jacket, and I just like. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you stay hidden under there as much as you can. And I just like got out, got outside, and that was it. <laughs> I don't know. They, you were maybe like, what, 15 minutes behind or longer? No, because we got to the room before you guys, but you were downstairs. Yeah, but we were, we like, we sat outside for a little bit and like decompressed and like hid like outside. Yeah. But yeah, that would, because I felt bad too, because like there were no, like, we didn't do the meet and greet this year because of COVID. Yeah. We're like, 
obviously I want to see everyone, but like if we get sick the day before stage, are you t- 50 people going to be happy? You got a picture and you don't even get to see me compete. Yeah. Like, that's, not, that's not worth it. So we didn't take that risk. And then coming off stage, you're like, Oh, it's done now. But like, and my stress of getting sick was gone. Cause I just kept missing Olympia, but there's still like the, my parents were there exactly like, when you're with you know you don't want to be responsible for that but also like what i said to her about ian and was my confliction was like i've had plenty of moments where people swarm me and i take pictures and the, the first couple of times it happens it's so exciting you're like holy fuck like this is so cool it's so fun everyone get a picture like let's do this take it all in like you get a little sick of it after a while always grateful but sometimes you're like so tired you're like i just need to sit down and like yeah. talk to my family i need to take it easy but i wanted ian to like be able to enjoy that and like yeah. it was his first moment at the fucking olympia where he's like one of the best in the entire world and everyone's like really recognizing that he finally like showed that to people but like covid kind of ruins it yeah just it was like i was and she was talking about ian can like feel his way and not stress about other people i like felt like i wanted to take my pictures but then her, she was stressed courtney was stressed to me and i was like worried about them but wanted to do my own thing and i was very conflicted <laughs> it was like back and forth and <laughs> took a bunch of pictures and then we ended up just running down and i was like i was walking backwards for a while like okay just take your selfie just don't touch me yeah. <laughs> were, like blurry selfies like doing it someone took her baby and was like threw her baby at me i was oh, like what the god <laughs> it was oh. crazy people yeah people were people were pulling on your like after a while we're like grabbing my arm and pulling it it's it's tricky because like in my head i was like it only takes like two or three people to like start pushing through and then it's like everyone sees it happening and then everyone starts and then it's okay it's appropriate to do yeah and i was like i mean honestly if it wasn't covid i wouldn't have really cared Mm -hmm. at all i would have been like let it rip whatever And like I looked at Ian outside, and I'm like, you will have plenty of years and plenty of opportunities yeah. where it will be like this, and probably even better. So yeah. don't don't worry. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's so that was the stressful thing that I'm realizing is difficult. And when I hear people complain about like blah blah blah, an asshole because they wouldn't take the time to take pictures with their fans and shit, and like you don't know how many pictures they've taken with other people, and like people don't like aren't respectful about it like some people are pulling people's arms and like grabbing your clothes and like yanking you different directions you're like i'm still human i just got off stage i'm trying to process what just happened there and now i'm being yanked in different directions for shit it's like i don't know it's hard and then you can't really be an asshole because everyone's gonna be chris was an asshole because he didn't do this to me and you're like i want to take pictures i want to spend as much time with you i can but it just isn't the best opportunity for it right now yeah so that was that. <laughs> that was an interesting part, though. But it was such a shit show. <laughs> it was. It was like a, a crazy. Was it? I saw when you said they were like a like people were sneak or not. I mean, I don't know if they were sneaking or just walking right through to the athletes only part. Like that was pretty. They were just walking right through. Especially after the show was over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just like. Because normally in Vegas, it's like you have like the stage, and no one can really get to that backstage area. Well, there's like a huge hall. Yeah. Right? There's like yeah. a long a really long hall and then like a door basically whereas this it was just a room that had a yep. stage set up and then like a fake wall a fake yeah, yeah. curtain wall a half wall yeah yeah and when i came off stage there was no one back there like the, the they have a sick gym set up and all the mirrors and it was just empty and terrence waited behind because he wanted to chat with me because he was just like excited and wanted to get a picture with me and shit and we started taking pictures with calvin because there was no one back there so we we're getting yeah. cool backstage photos and then, like, 
I hadn't seen anyone at this point. I was just like kind of excited, taking it all in. And next thing I knew, there was just like swarms of fans taking pictures backstage. And I hadn't even seen anyone in my family yet. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I couldn't even find them for a while. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. Did you like it better? I mean, I think you've already said it to a bunch of people, but like the differences between Orlando and Vegas, like huge difference? I, just, I mean, like I, it's, I don't care at the end of the day. Like, as long as I'm getting on stage, it's not a huge difference. But it's, it's hard to compare something that they had set up for 10 years mm-hmm. at the Orleans. Like, I don't know how long, like, literally 10 years. They've been perfecting it in this one yeah. building. Mm-hmm. And then this was three weeks they had to set something up. So, like, you can't compare that. Yeah. But in terms of, like, the week before, Orlando, yeah. for sure. Because we had a house instead of a hotel. We're not on the strip. Gym, we found a gym that wasn't fucking crazy busy. And we could like do our own thing over there. Grocery stores were easier to access. Everything like that was easier for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a touristy strip. That yeah. Like, you don't want to like live there for a week. No. Unless you're partying. Oh, it's not that either. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get your sandwich, your wrap afterwards? I didn't eat anything afterwards, really. Well, did they still have like the athlete thing meeting after? Or whatever yeah, they well, did make it to that. We didn't get, even get home in time to make it to that. Yeah, oh yeah. God, I feel like we, what time was it by the time we even got to a restaurant? It was like 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. Wow. And then it wasn't really a restaurant. It was a bar at that point, yeah, yeah. right? That you couldn't hear yourself speak. <laughs> I'm like, in the last four years I've been at the Olympia, I'm yet to do the right thing after. I'm yet to like listen to myself and what I want and do it. I haven't done it yet. The next year, hopefully my year. Like, I don't know why I'm like, they're going to a restaurant I don't want to go to. My head's hurting. I couldn't, I didn't want to be around loud lights or music. I just like, my eyes were hurting. I was like, I could have just gone home. No one would have fucking cared. Yeah. But I like went out and just sat there and didn't eat. <laughs> didn't want to eat pizza. <laughs> I mean, we also all would have gone home. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I also wouldn't have cared if I went back by myself. and. Yeah, like, but no, like... I don't even know where the restaurant came from. It was something that like Courtney Googled or something. Yeah, yeah. You're so desperate. But Everything's like, closed. If it would have been like, yo, let's go get, I don't know. Ian would have chosen to go through the fucking McDonald's drive through and go home. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Ian didn't care at that point. Ian was just happy as a pig and shit to do anything. Yeah. I still can't believe he ate like that for like, <laughs> for there and then Mexico. Was, you should have so fucking seen the day after I think was his worst. When was the day he went upstairs and like died? Because he ate like a well, that was the gallon of ice. Cream. Yeah. So the next day, Chris, is that the when you had the shoot? Yeah. So we left for some Courtney. We we left for something in the morning, and Ian didn't come. Oh no, my seminar. Oh yeah, Chris had a seminar, and then. Uh, Courtney and I went to drop Christopher off and then went and did groceries so we could cook like healthy-ish, nice breakfast. Yeah. Come home, Ian had ordered Uber Eats Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Probably four takeout bags of like breakfast sandwiches, I think a donut, like something. And then we cooked health- healthy-ish breakfast. Yeah. Um, I made Ian like bagel and locks because he's obsessed with smoked salmon. And then he had like a breakfast burrito wrap i'm obsessed with breakfast burritos i eat those every day yeah and then i think maybe there was something else he had and then we went to work out and then we came home and 
I, Courtney and I had to leave again to do something. We came back. Ian had ordered Chick Fil A to the house. Was it no, Chick-fil-A? no, no? We he had a he ate something right after the gym in the house. I can't remember what it was. He had something, but then we were going out to eat at a. Oh, sushi? we went to no, we went to Moo or oh, New. What's we it went called? To Moo. Moo. We're going to this Moo place, which is like, was it a burger? No, no, Moo was like, <laughs> I, I swear it was some sort of like Latin Latin, yeah. Latin fusion food, but fuck, it was actually really good. Yeah. But yeah, we were like, he, I was like full going to eat. I'm like, yeah, I can't eat because we're going to eat. He literally orders like three burgers and an extra large milkshake and chili cheese fries from, from, Shake, from, Shake, oh, from Shack. Shake Shack. That's what it was. <laughs> and, then, and I shit you not, he ordered them. I'm like, how the fuck are you eating this before going to dinner? You're insane. And then I like go pee and come back and it's gone. Oh my god. He just demolished it. <laughs> and then we go out to dinner, demolishes it. And then on our way home, everyone decides they want to get snacks. So we go to Walmart yeah. and we get snacks. And that's when he got there was like a big tub of, I think it was Bluebell. Is that a brand in the Yeah, yeah. A gallon. Yeah. So he wants this specific flavor that's like Christmas sugar cookie something. But it doesn't come in the small ones. It only comes in the big ones. Yeah. He's like, fuck it. I'll just eat it and then throw out the rest. There was no throwing out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get home and he's like, okay, just put a little bit in the bowl for me. And then put it in the freezer. I'm like, okay. So I like put, I mean, a, a lot of ice cream. Like, a big bowl. like fucking four big scoops. And it's, it's g- gone in f- five minutes, I swear. And then he's like... Uh, can I have some more ice cream? I'm like, yeah, do you want me to just leave it out? And he's like, no, 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 just give me a bit more and then put it back in the freezer. I'm like, okay. So I fill it up again, it's gone again. He's like, fuck, this is so good. I could just eat this all night. Can I have a little more? I'm like, I'll just give you the tub. He's like, no, 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 put it in the bowl. I'm like, okay, but I'm leaving the tub out because I'm not coming to fucking back and forth serve you anymore. So I give him the bowl and I put ice cream in the bowl and I just leave the tub beside him. I looked back like 10 minutes later and he was mashing the gut, like the tub, just like bowl was empty on the side, just mashing the tub. And I think he ate some like peanut M&Ms or something. And then he just went upstairs because there was like a living room upstairs. And he said he just lied on the couch and like died. Yeah. And then like died on the toilet and just was like dying. And yeah, I, he was like, his belly was just exploding. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I can't even explain. I he, He's like, the amount of pain I was in, I've never had before oh. from eating. <laughs> was he like profusely sweating too? Uh, I, I, he slept in a different bed than me that night. To be oh, honest, yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> there was enough. Slept be- in the Mickey Mouse room. Yeah, there was enough bedrooms that on some nights yeah. he stayed in his own room. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh no! But it was actually really nice to see him just like let loose. Yeah, that's yeah. That's like what he needs yeah mm-hmm. me and courtney made like egg white mug cakes yeah chris and courtney don't really eat food like that ever yeah, you yeah. know or like she'll like eat like two mug cakes made with like pumpkin and egg whites and she'll be like oh my god i ate so much last night <laughs> i'm like okay <laughs> you don't live in the bumstead valier household because no. that was like a regular monday snack for yeah. us yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm more of the sense of I like to eat something every day and not make myself feel like shit. Like I've had quesadillas every single day and breakfast burritos every single day. But you're but still I'm making okay. them, so they're not like unhealthy. 
No, they're not, oh, no, they're not healthy at all. all. No. no, but that's what I mean. I do like little things consistently instead of like big ones like that. Yeah, yeah. Because when I do big ones like that, I feel like shite. Yeah. I was coming home after Mexico. For, I mean, for you guys, then you went to Chicago. Yeah, I went to Chicago, and that. I mean, I actually like being in Chicago because Courtney's family is super nice, and her mom has like a place that we always stay in, and I feel like it's my house, and it's just chill but i felt so shitty and i thought i was getting covid because i had migraines like for like i had them in mexico and they kind of went away and then they came back when i got there for like four days i couldn't like look at i didn't look at my phone i couldn't look at light i was just trying to like roll up my neck because i hurt so bad i couldn't sleep i was sleeping in a different bed from courtney and i was just like i couldn't function hadn't worked out in like two weeks and i felt like shit so that wasn't fun but like another thing, Chicago pizza, so that was good. Yeah, you get migraines, so that was like when someone yeah. said, "Like you get them previously, like it's not really a symptom, but if you get them when you never get them, that was that's when it's a symptom." Yeah, exactly. This is the worst I've like ever had them, but I was that's why it made me be like, "Fuck this!" What Matt said, he had a yeah sick like, but I I was I've been fine. It's been a while, but yeah. most of us have been staying at my house at that point. Yeah, I, we came back in quarantine for fourteen days, and I felt like shit. Yeah, but like I don't think it was COVID. I think it was. Do you think it was just like the kind of sick, and then making poor decisions that made me more sick? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm the type of person that like if I feel shitty and tired, and like I have a headache, or like I I have like the chills, I don't have an appetite to eat healthy food. I'll just like eat sugar, and yeah. then that like obviously makes me feel like shit more. And then I just got into this like it was like a four day period where I was like like being a little bitch yeah. but uh it's it then it was well my ear was clogged too so it was making me in a bad mood and then everything like cleared and then I just kind of like picked myself up and was like you're not actually sick you big baby <laughs> <laughs> how was your parents after it fine they were fine yeah they're we haven't seen them in a long time and we were like planning on having real Christmas like as soon as we all came home and our quarantine was over which obviously now we're at a complete stay-at-home order so we can't we're not supposed to socialize with anyone that we don't live with yeah so now we they've been living here by the way yeah we live there right now because we we don't have a home actually right now we have a kitchen we don't well yeah we don't have a kitchen so uh I feel like it's like sad because we were all looking forward to that um but we're hoping it'll clear in February and then we can have Christmas in February. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the only you can really just go to like the food store? Yeah, well, essential services are open. So yeah, whatever yeah. Ontario has deemed to be essential, which is yeah, the grocery store, the fucking LCBO. Yeah. Um I get a massage once a week to get out of the house. Yeah, That's massage good. work, chiropractor, dentist, you know, so, uh therapy, things like that. Uh you can leave the house for, but anything else you're not supposed to leave the house for. So now, like, if you guys were to go back to the States and stuff, do you still, like, isn't it, you can still come to the States and be fine depending on where you go, or you have to quarantine coming from they Canada? I think it's the entire country now you have to quarantine. Is it? Yeah. Day one, your, I think your Biden new, Your new decided. president chose that, I think. Uh, but that's, like, from, that's from country to, like, country, not state to state. No, I think no. it's Canada specifically. Oh. Specifically, Canada no coming to the States, you have to. Because we do it so much. Yeah, so yeah. All Canadians are like, Canada's in lockdown. Let's go to the U.S. And the, they're like, "Fuck out of here." <laughs> yeah. It's like, why? We're bringing money to their economy. 
COVID. We don't have, they have the COVID. We do not have the COVID. <laughs> we have it too. According, but, yeah. I know, According. but like, if you're going to say like the risk of like country to bring yeah, it yeah. to the country. Yeah, but if we're going to get into what our government's doing based off risk. Actually, open yeah, that's true. We're open a whole other pot. Let's yeah. not even. <laughs> I just choose to not even question it anymore because nothing really makes any sense. No, but that's like at the same time. Like I try to like. I mean, I used to get like annoyed at all this stuff, but at the same time, it's like you can control what you can control. And like yeah. at the end of the day, it's the government. Like you, you're not gonna win that battle. So exactly, just follow the rules. And- yeah, follow the rules and stay positive and work on your own shit. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, two week quarantine wasn't horrible for me at least, but. but you, I mean, you have like, is it which? It's the full basement gym, like the one you guys used to train legs at all the time. That's the one. Yeah, well, we have Ian's basement gym, but yeah, we I I didn't go that for two. I didn't really work out for five weeks, honestly. My shoulders yeah. destroyed too, so I haven't been working out. But we've been going back for the last like week ish since we've been out of quarantine. It's been nice to at least have that too. Yeah. Luckily, we have that kind of private place. But I feel I feel like faithful or whatever. I have faith that things will open up. Hopefully, at the end of February. Yeah. I haven't seen I you guys, haven't seen guys in like in a year. I hate that quarantine rule because I wanted to come down and we were gonna just like set up yeah. and bring Maddie down in like Florida or something and like chill. If we say shut down here, but like. That would be a week quarantine in the U.S. and come back to two weeks quarantine here. Like, that's not worth traveling. Yeah, no. No, and I think there needs... I feel like there'll be some sort of, like, testing to, like, omit that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a like, rapid test yeah, to get like, you out of quarantine. You, like, I understand being safe, especially when, like, people are traveling. But, like, just, like, have some sort of, like, logistical test set up so you can say, like, okay, you're negative. You can come yeah. and you can live. Well, I have a f- feeling it's going to end up being... Like you're gonna have to show like a vaccine card or something. Well, that's like two years out though. There's not enough vaccines. Oh, I know. So that's why, like, yeah. I mean, they're gonna have to try and figure that out. And like someone like me, I can't go get even the vaccine now because you can't have it within a certain point of like having COVID. Yeah. So I don't even know that. I I mean, I haven't really followed it as much lately, just because it's just like, it's just like so much for so long that you're like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you just start to adapt. Yeah, in like what you can, what what you're allowed to do. Yeah, you're allowed. What you're allowed to do. God. <laughs> we can go to Cabo. There's no thing there. This is true. <laughs> yeah, you just can't go back. But how's all the dogs together? Good. <laughs> I mean. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> they're a little crazy my dogs are like fighting more and it's it's stressful but that's okay at least we figured out why they attacked each other yesterday in a crate and it was kind of like scary i mean they're fucking frenchies so they can't do much yeah yeah but, like, we found out there are two food pebbles behind the crate on the floor uh, and one of the be the obsessive food she was just in there staring at it <laughs> i think and then doug walked up and she thought he was coming for the food, so they would attack each other. Yeah. Two kibbles that are hidden <laughs> underneath a blanket underneath a crate. Uh, and my dog smelt it and then became territorial over the crate. <laughs> like, she's so crazy about food, I can't even explain. It's like she's a psycho. God. It's been entertainment, though. At least have four, three Frenchies and another little lady. 
Hello. <laughs> 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 At least just like never mention nobody cares, you know. I, it. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> I don't mention her. Oh. The dog, the other dogs don't really like her because they can tell she's different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of these is not like the other. <laughs> oh god. You guys got anything else about the trip? think so i think that's pretty much a recap of life it's been when you think about it it's pretty pretty lucky to have an extending past i mean four and four weeks before that like a lot of shit going on compared to most people in the world right now yeah people will be listening to how dare you traveling during this but for work purposes for life how is it with calvin living there it was it was all right he might tell you different (laughs) (laughs) did you yell did you yell at him a little bit i gave him some sass for sure i don't i never i never yelled at him but i gave him some shit for sure he wanted to go home by the end that's for sure by the end he was very homesick yeah Yeah. well he's someone who like well he loves yeah he still lives at home always has and like he loves his friends and his setup and everything at home. So like his he doesn't even his he places. Yeah, he, like, he wouldn't even want to go to like an all inclusive if you give him a free trip to Mexico all inclusive, he'd rather stay in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Like he just loved it. So by the end he just wanted to be back home. But yeah. It was good. He worked really hard. He was like editing all hours of the night. He pretty much lived on his laptop on the kitchen yeah. table. For yeah. Weeks. He had this like home base and it was like he was always there. He got, I mean, he, he really stepped up his game. I said to him from his, uh, I mean, his videos, obviously, but like his photography's gotten so good. Yeah. His photography's gotten a lot better. He yeah. didn't put that much time into it the year before, and he did this year. And it's, and he's so quick too. It's so nice. Yeah. You like a shoot and be like, okay, got it. Let's no, go. Yeah. And you're like, sweet. And then his bullshit shoots that take like four hours for two yeah. pictures. You're so like, oh. unnecessary. Yeah. As long as yeah. you, didn't, as long as you didn't kill him, that's okay. Not quite. They didn't fight. No. Just I'll just kill him if he doesn't have his video done in the next month. <laughs> yeah. Where's the, <laughs> where's the, the video, Calvin? Like stopped. What's the last video that was up? Uh, Before the Olympia. Sometime in peak week. <laughs> I mean, it's been it's been tough with you though because you've been you guys have been in quarantine, so it's not like exactly. you. Can yeah, he needed anything. pieces from us to do and we didn't really send it to him until oh, two weeks ago or a week and a half well ago. yeah all four of us like it took us like we procrastinated and then it took like probably seven days for him to get all four of us to send him what, what we were supposed to <laughs> yeah <laughs> ian was obviously last so that's our fault but yeah hopefully it. that show day videos will be coming soon they'll be worth the wait yeah for sure he's doing a two-part right I think I hope it's a two part because it'll yeah. or it'll be a two hour video. It's going. You're going into acting now. Two hour movie. I could never act. All right, want to wrap it up? Yeah, I think that's a good little recap on what the fuck we've been doing. We'll be back next week with maybe uh, something specific or a Q and A or some random bullshit. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll do something fun. Until then, thanks again for listening. Happy to be back and 
Hopefully we don't disappear for another two months. Season two. Say that? <laughs> Say that we will not disappear for another two months. We will not disappear for two months. 